Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to another episode of the Kids Stays in the Podcast. I'm your host, Trey Cooper, and joining me is... Solomon Cooper. You're just not going to do any jokes anymore at all? I'm just... It's like you're not even trying. I... It's it's actually sad. It's like you're not even trying at life. You're being really aggressive and hurtful in the very beginning of the podcast. I know. I think it's because this podcast is going to have to deal with a lot of these themes... Oh, wow. We just want to let our listeners know that uh, this episode, we're going to be diving deep, deep into the human psyche. Wow. What it means to be a person, what it means to be an adult, what that terrifying passage between childhood and adulthood really looks like. That was beautiful. (laughs) And to take us on that journey is one of my favorite movies, Adventureland. I honestly thought you forgot what it was called. <laughs> and really? I was about to laugh really hard. No. Because I almost forgot what it was called also. <laughs> nope, I did not forget what it was called. Um, but I was trying to think of an interesting way that I could explain to people why we're talking about Adventureland. I don't know if they know this or not, but uh, this movie did not just now come out at theaters. Yeah, it's definitely not new. Yeah, so um, the big movie at the... Cineplex right now is Eternals. Exactly. And um, I'm not going to lie. I just didn't have the energy to do a podcast about the Eternals. But you did have the energy to do a podcast on a very, very sad and depressing movie. Uh, <laughs> it's not, and it's not a, a fun action movie. It's not very, very sad and depressing. Well, just because it's ends up being okay doesn't mean it's not actively sad the whole time well like i said before the reason i was going to say that we're doing adventureland is because it feels like a fall movie to me it has this uh this constant feeling of melancholy and it just feels like a cozy fall sweater you know you don't feel great you don't feel bad you feel vaguely happy but also mostly sad (laughs) Sure. I don't know. It just reminds me of how trees must feel in the fall time. Dead? No, they're not. They're hibernating, and they're going to come back (laughs) more and more beautiful, but they have to say goodbye to all of their current leaves. But their leaves are very pretty in the fall. Exactly. 
They're so, blooming and blossoming. It's the most beautiful that you're going to... This time that Adventureland takes place, for most people, this is the most beautiful that you're ever going to be is that uh, time right after you graduate from, from college. And uh, then you enter adulthood, and then then you turn into one of those brown crackly leaves, and then you fall on the ground, and people step on you, and people kick you, and they spit on you. And so eventually, somebody, eventually somebody shovels you into a storm drain, a.k.a. your grave, and no one thinks about you ever again. <laughs> okay, Dad. You don't need to, like, act like it's your midlife crisis. You don't need to act like me right now. It's Calm not, down. How are you having a midlife crisis? You're I'm 14. Not, I'm having a one-eighth life crisis. Did you say crises? Why did I say crises? I don't know why you said that. You said it first. I don't know how to do math, so one-eighth life crises. How, like, how old are you planning on living then? Well, I guess four times eight would be... No, do 14 times eight. Don't try and do... No, I, I, I'm not dumb. Just let me do my thing. Nobody wants to l- listen so to you So 10 times eight is 80, so four times eight is 32. Oh, my gosh. 32. Is, so I'm planning that. on living at 112, apparently, <laughs> <laughs> which sounds awful. No, not if, you're, not if you stay in good shape. Yes, I'm going to be a very fit 112-year-old dad. I heard if you do keto, you can live to be 130. I'm not doing keto. Okay, well, then you're probably not going to be 112. Shucks. Gee, golly, gosh, Willikers. Anyway, we're far, far afield from the movie. So the... Far, fall, field. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why I said that. Oh, terrible. <laughs> that wasn't even a joke. You didn't even say fall. That was really bad. I thought, for some reason, I thought you said fall somewhere in there, and then I just can't. I can't. I'm, a, I'm, <laughs> I'm not even going to help you out here. I picked up uh, on the way in a um, uh, Pearly Gates from uh, Waco Ale. So I'm going to take a couple of sips of this delicious Waco Ale beer while you give us, and I really already feel like I've helped you do this already, give us a quick plot synopsis Ooh, of Adventureland. Do I really need to do this? It's not that necessary, but I do want to take a sip of this delicious beer. <laughs> okay. I'm going to do this so great, you're not even prepared. All right, go ahead. <laughs> Throwing it back to me it is not like helping. A, it's like, it looks like you're doing a sponsorship for this beer. You're like holding it to my face. And I am. It's, Waco, it's Waco, Waco Ale Company. What? All right. Well, basically, boy gets broken up with. And his and he doesn't have money to go to what is it grad school? Yeah. So he gets a job at Adventureland, which is a amusement park to make money to go to school. Yeah, I think that pretty much sums it up. Yep. Good job. Thank you. I don't think you needed to. No, start, we needed to be broken up with. You. I don't think you need to start. Yeah, with yeah, that yeah, <laughs> I don't think you needed to start with that. That doesn't feel like a plot synopsis. That just feels like. The beginning. I just what. That's what you. That's what you always do when you do the plot synopsis. That's what a plot synopsis is. No, that's what your version of a plot synopsis is. Your version of a plot synopsis is always let's start at the beginning and then we'll winky walk our way through. No, this. No, 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 no. Why is a plot synopsis just what it's like? What is a plot synopsis? <laughs> 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 now I'm confused. Because I thought a plot synopsis was like the whole plot of the movie. No. Well, then what's then why is it called a plot synopsis and not just like what happens in the beginning of the movie that lets things happen? It's not either one of those things. It's a quick overview of what the movie is about. 
yeah, but don't you need to know, like, then this boy dates someone? And no, that's goes, not an overview. That's the movie. Then they can just go watch the movie. But they're, they're not watching the movie. They're listening to our podcast. Oh, my God. Yeah, <laughs> we're not doing a movie reenactment podcast. We should do that one day. We should do a podcast where we just give overviews of movies. No, that we sounds do, terrible. We should do a podcast where I just give synopsis of movies. That's called Wikipedia. A bunch of 14-year-olds telling you what a movie is about. That's not what Wikipedia is. No, I think it kind of is what Wikipedia is. Wikipedia is a very viable source that you use on your college essays. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Only jokes here right. on so, this comedy podcast. Uh, would you be able to focus your... ADD for a little bit. By the way, Solomon doesn't actually have ADD. I was going to say, do I have ADD now? No, he doesn't. He has has ADD whenever he chooses to have it. I was excited to have ADD. No, I wasn't. That's a terrible, awful thing to have. That's that. uh, Now you're just offending everybody right now. No, I feel bad. First you say you hope that they have their affliction. Then you say it's a terrible, awful thing to have. No, I'm, I'm like sympathizing. Oh my gosh. I feel guilty. Anyway. What do you want? um, (laughs) Welcome back to the Kids Days in the Podcast, a cross-generational discussion about movies. <laughs> what were you talking about? What are we talking about? It's not movies? Oh, man. This is brutal. <laughs> this is one of the worst ones. I hope people tune out. I hope people sue you. <laughs> sue me? Yes. Why do you want them to sue me? Because you're just, like, derailing this so Dad, hard. This is, a, this is a cross-generational talk about movies. We're talking about lawsuits. This we're is not, a law podcast. We're not even talking about the movies, though. Dad... So anyway, Adventureland, for those of you who have not seen it, like Solomon said like three hours ago before we started rambling on, um, is a movie about a essentially wealthy kid who can no longer go to the Ivy League school of his choice because his parents have had to tighten up due to his dad getting transferred or getting demoted or something oh like that. Oh my God. First he brushes his teeth, then he gargles the mouthwash. Wrong. You're not going to be able to correct me on how to do a plot synopsis. You're so, so specific. I gave this beautiful overview and you're just going on into the tiny little details and the cracks and crevices. So anyway, he has to spend <laughs> the summer saving up for college by working at a rundown amusement park called Adventureland. Now, this movie is a little bit dated seeming, um, just in the sense that it was uh, Greg Matola directed this, I'm pretty sure. That is accurate. Yeah, so it's coming right off the heels of, um, uh, I keep wanting to say Breaking Bad, but that's (laughs) that's not the name of the movie. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm honestly like spacing on the name of the movie. Why are you whispering that to me? <laughs> I don't want the audience to know that I can't remember the name of this movie. Well, I don't know what you want me to do. Bad something? You were supposed to write it down in the notes. You didn't write it down. <laughs> you didn't ask me to write that. You were like, I'm all cool. I, I was like, no, I said he he directed this other super bad. Oh, thank God. It came to me. It was terrible. Well, you were very, you did a great job on your feet. So whenever they... Whenever, just so you, so Solomon hasn't seen Superbad. We'll try and remedy that sometime pretty soon. But, um, so Superbad is a, is a very classic Judd Apatow style movie, except for it's a coming of age story. I think it's also set in the, in the eighties, if I recall. Um, but this is, uh, it is a full blown kind of like gross out comedy. Okay. Um, so whenever they're doing the marketing for Adventureland, they, really acted like 
they were going to be doing the same thing. It had some of the same cast members, um, and they really act like this acted like this was going to be a kind of gross-out, raunchy comedy. Having seen the movie... It's not... <laughs> it's not one of those. It's 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 like I mean I I think I would definitely say that it veers uh, across the line into actually being a comedy, but I wouldn't say that um, it's not a partic- It's not really trying to be that funny all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean there's some jokes thrown in there. Yeah, but, but I think it's, I think but it's I not think a- dramedy is about as far as I'm willing to go. But really, yeah. it's just a coming of age movie. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. A very fun coming of age story with a wee bit of sadness mixed in there a lot. Well, one of the things, one of the reasons that I wanted to watch this with Solomon is because we had watched a couple of uh, episodes ago. We watched The Way, Way Back. Yes, we did do that. And The Way, Way Back is kind of the more typical age range for what you would consider a coming of age story, right? Way, Way Back is about a 14 year old, and it's That's about me. <laughs> What? It's not like you're about to do a Mario impersonation. <laughs> and it wasn't? <laughs> yeah. And then you didn't you didn't go anywhere with it. I just said that's me. Um but yeah, that there's most coming of age stories kind of start around age fourteen and they're about the initial transition from childhood into adolescence or into like, I don't know, the beginning stages of puberty. And they yeah. kind of use that as what it's like when you're transitioning, the beginning of transitioning to become a quote-unquote adult. Yes. Right? But let's be honest. There's a long period of time where you still have a safety net underneath you um, from being 14 to actually having to have adult responsibilities for most people. Yeah. In Adventureland, they actually take it a step further and put it to where what it's like for most people who are middle class, upper middle class, and you can actually kind of prolong that a little bit further which is you can kind of prolong having to be a quote-unquote real adult until, you know, after college. Yeah. So I was curious as to what your take would have, would be seeing um, the darker edge that there is when they actually start bringing real adult human problems into uh, a coming-of-age story, right? Because this is a movie that takes place between college and adulthood. You know what I mean? Yeah. And... Um, I think way, way back in most other coming-of-age stories are, like I said, not to, you know, beat this into the ground, are about what the transition is like between um, between childhood and adolescence. Why are, you, why are you mocking my hand gestures? You just have a lot of hand gestures, and I wish people could see them. Well, next time we'll do this, uh, next time we'll do a video pod. Maybe we can get, a, we can get a, pe- a petition going. Don't make lies. What? We have all these video cameras here. Yeah, but you're like, next episode we'll do a video pod. I said maybe. Okay, Dad. Anyway, well, why, why are you avoiding the question like a like classic adolescent avoidance? Can you repeat the question? See, you're not even listening. You're too busy uh, miming my hand gestures. I was listening. I have, that was a really long and elaborate question. How am I going to repeat that entire thing? <laughs> I was listening. So... But- you were like, but you were just saying that's why you wanted to watch it with me. You didn't ask me a specific question. Yeah, I was asking you what the difference was for you between watching a coming-of-age movie where it is people transitioning into actual adulthood 
versus what people are doing. Stop mimicking my hand I'm gestures. Not, you're not I, even being able to I, listen if you're doing that. I'm not, I'm not mimicking your hand gestures. You guys are about to listen to me break all of Solomon's <laughs> fingers. Dude, I wasn't even doing it. I was just grabbing things in my vicinity. I'm not going to repeat the question. Okay, so you just I start answering what you generally think it is. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm just going to drink my beer and ignore you. Well, now my brain is kind of all fuzzled up. Um, but it usually is disappointing word. Okay. Um, it was, it felt very dark. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, it's just so that's, dark. It's like adulthood. Remember, remember that was a part of my question? Whenever I asked you, you notice it was darker? Okay, go ahead. It was a lot darker. Unlike you, I'm not going to keep interrupting. There was no, like, um, now that I think about it, no, I don't think about it anymore. But in my head, this is really, I know this might sound weird, but it, it's cool to me. In my head, whenever I'm imagining all, like, the scenes from Adventureland, it's all, like, really dark. Like, everything feels in my head dark. Like, all the scenes just seem like color, like, colors drawn out of them. But when I think of The Way Way Back, it's, all I can see are, like, bright, bright blues and, like, vivid colors. So, I guess my brain mentally, like, separated them as light and dark, which is very neat to me. And I just felt like you guys should know. Well, I mean, if you think about it, they're both set in the exact same time, right? Because they're both yeah. set over a summer. Like, they're both, yeah. they both had the, a similar... A crux, which is, you know, the summer that changed my life, you know? Yes. And um, for Greg Matola, this was a really um, personal story for him. He wrote it about his the summer that he felt like kind of changed his life, that he really remembers. Um, it was, I think, in New Jersey and not in Pittsburgh, but working at, like, a rundown kind of amusement park. Yeah. So this was a very much, like, a part of his, of his experience. Yeah. So, um... Yeah, I think that you can you can see those details in how personal you know the movie feels in various shots. I, I read a review of the movie. Uh, I was kind of going back and seeing what people thought of it at the time because I remember it getting kind of unanimously positive uh, reviews, which turned out not to be really true. I mean, it did get good reviews. I think it has like an 84, 89. That's good. Yeah, That's good. it has good reviews, but there, it had its detractors. And one of the people said that they thought that the movie, the way it was shot was... Um, was so artless that it, it might as well be a radio play. And I just couldn't disagree with that more. Um, I'm not trying to say that, that they were pushing a huge amount of boundaries as far as, like, shooting 80s. Yeah, but it felt, I mean? it felt, like, more personal. It felt, like, more like a real... It, it felt like you were inside life. of somebody's memories. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Exactly. So, um, especially, like, the scene where, where Frigo is um, shooting off all the... Um, the fireworks, fireworks and kind of pretending like he's just doing like a nom scene, like he's like just in a war movie or whatever. Yeah. Um, and that just reminded me of like how sometimes you have friends who still are in childhood mode, I guess. You know what I mean? Yeah. Once you're so excited about moving into adult mode. Modes. I like these modes <laughs> that you're choosing for us. Um, so... Look, this this podcast has, has been pretty scattered, and I think that that we were planning to do is pretty free form because uh, uh, Adventureland really is not a movie that is about a plot or structure, right? It's about it's a movie. It's about tone, I would say, yeah, and a sense of place, mm -hmm. and and a sense of putting you back. Now, obviously, you haven't been to this place yet. That's why I posed to you that really long question that you couldn't remember. <laughs> yes. Um. But for some of us who have already moved past this place as well, you know, 
moving back into uh, a place where the world is new and exciting. It seems like everything's in front of you, but also you're starting, you're getting the very first taste of how everything can get quote unquote ripped away from you yeah. at the drop of a hat. Yeah. You know, cause you, you have some autonomy, you can make decisions, but you don't have the leverage or the ability to actually follow through. You yeah. know what I mean? Like he got into the Ivy league school, he has all these dreams, but now he doesn't have any money cause his money comes from his parents, you know? Yeah. Uh, and then you also don't have really the proper decision-making apparatus at your disposal because you're still really young and you haven't had any consequences yeah. for your actions. So this is kind of the first time that that's, um, that's happening for him. So to go back to that initial question, whenever you're looking at the, um, you know, the way, way back or movies that are set closer to your age range. And then now looking at a coming of age movie where it's a little bit older. Um, did you find it harder to relate to these characters or, or, just kind of walk me through for you what it was like for like the difference between watching that and then this. It honestly, it felt more relatable somehow. Like it, like, <clears throat> sorry. Um, it, the way I don't want to like sound like I'm all depressed and sad, but he just seemed like, like you said, the whole movie just seemed melancholy and it just felt like I was just like living a similar life, but except for I wasn't, doing drugs and I don't have any money and I'm a poor man yeah. I and mean, I'm not, I'm not rich, but like, you know, I didn't, I felt like I was living through all the same things without all the consequences. Right. Yeah. I think, um, maybe one part of that is, and you can tell me if you think I'm wrong here. Um, so when you watch, I, I, I hate to keep only using the way, way back. I'm just using it cause we've talked about it on the show. There's yeah. a lot of other coming of age movies that we've seen and that have been out that are considered more classic probably more people I've seen. Like 17 again. <laughs> I was going to think like Stand By Me. Um, but uh, um, one of the things is that when you're watching a 13, 14-year-old in a movie, you are you can only see, for the most part, their um, actions, right? You can't see how they're thinking about themselves and their brain. Yeah. And um, because of that, even if you're 14 and 15 and you're mildly mature for your age, I'm not saying that you are. I'm just saying for people that happen to be. <laughs> yes. Um, you would might think, oh, they're acting kind of childish or, you know what I mean? Like, oh, they shouldn't be doing this, but I do understand it. You know what I mean? Their parents are being like total dicks, but like, yeah. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So uh, I, Orson Scott Card, uh, who, who wrote Ender's Game, he, he famously, or not so famously, maybe it's famously to me, uh, talked about how you never think of yourself or your ideas as being like silly or childish while you're having them. You know what I mean? So if you have memories of when you're five years old, you remember any memories that you have or any thoughts that you had then seem very valid to you and made a lot of sense. Yeah. And it, that continues through your life. So a lot of parents uh, and child psychologists wrote to Orson Scott Card and they said, hey, in Ender's Game, this is not how genius kids talk to each other. Genius kids, just because they're geniuses, doesn't mean they talk like adults. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he said, I want to write them how they sound to themselves, not how they are able to express themselves to others, how they see themselves. Wow. So all the kids in Ender's Game, yeah, they don't speak like how real kids talk, but there's a huge amount of it that resonates with you because it's what you felt like you it feels like the deep thoughts that you thought that you were having. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, whenever you were a kid. 
So anyway, a really long way of saying is I'm wondering if maybe the reason you felt like more connected to like the characters is because I felt like I was more mature. It's because it felt like you could because they're actually like at the face for like expressing thoughts and talking about Shakespeare and whatever, and that's kind of probably more where you feel like you are at in the kind of conversations you're having internally versus you know what I mean? Yeah. Wow. That was beautiful. <laughs> Stop saying everything's beautiful. <laughs> that's just where I'm am in life. It just sounds so sarcastic. It was beautiful though. Like you actually, I was just I was sitting there, just listening to the thoughts, and that was very interesting. And I don't know how to feel anymore. <laughs> so I'm just asking if that was like, do you feel like that could have been like a part of I the mean, thing? That definitely sounds accurate to me. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Well, so let's get to um, let's get to some like uh, more nitty gritty things in this movie, like uh, you know, performances. Yeah. Uh, we haven't even talked about the cast. Yeah, so um, we have Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah, Jesse Eisenberg pre playing the Zuck. Um, um, we have Kay Stews, your lover. Kay Stews, <laughs> why do you say she's my lover? Your celebrity crush. <laughs> well, don't don't oh laugh at me God. like that. It's true. I'm still laughing at the fact you called her my lover. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. Now. Uh, uh. Um, so yeah, Kristen Stewart. I think also like I don't want to say this is pre Twilight, but this definitely. I think she. I think the first Twilight movie might have come out. Um, but she I definitely wasn't. She wasn't. Uh, she wasn't that huge yet. Um, definitely a pre. You know, Deadpool, fame. Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. Mm, my celebrity crush. Yeah, and uh, oh my gosh, I'm blanking. What's the Martin Starr? Martin Starr from uh, Freaks and Geeks, and pretty much every other you know early He's 2000s really comedies. Yeah, He's really good. He's really great. Um, and uh, yeah. So uh, this is you're getting to see this cast in their formative years. You know what I mean? This yeah. is like I said, it's Jesse Eisenberg before he played Mark Zuckerberg, before he played Lex Luthor. You know, this is um, this is all these people kind of at the fairly you know their career is about to take off. Yeah, but they're it's still before like they've done things that before, but this is like their yeah, like right whenever they're, they're they've they're, acted before, but they're not famous. But they're about to blow up. Yeah. yeah. So what was it like for you to see these people in their roles, and how did how did you think that that it was? Uh, what was it, how did it, oh also we forgot sorry Ooh. um uh in a movie that everybody thought was going to be a comedy, there really is. Only two comic relief characters, and that is Bill Hader and Kristen Wiig. They're the only comic relief? What about Frigo? <laughs> Frigo just annoyed the crap out of he's me. He's really annoying, but he seems kind of sweet. No, nobody goes like around a... punching you in the balls all the time. Oh, I forgot friend. he punches people in the balls. <laughs> that was like his only character trait. Yeah, and he pees on the window. Yeah, he's kind of a douche. Yeah, but he played with fireworks. That was fun. <sighs> yeah, but it's, you got you got to see a more pure side of his... Uh, the childishness. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, like, uh, let's talk about the cast. Let's talk about what. Let's what, talk. What you thought of the cast? Did what, 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 well, let's what talk about, about the cast. Um, so Ryan Reynolds, it was actually really weird because he wasn't like he wasn't a good person. Why are we starting with Ryan Reynolds? Because he is the one I want to talk about. <laughs> okay. Because he's the one I have the most thoughts on. So Ryan Reynolds is not the star of this movie. He and is, he's not the good guy. He's a he's a co-star at best. Yeah. Um, and he plays 
a handyman who runs a band who keeps claiming that he once rocked out with a really popular, you know, 80s celebrity musician. Yeah. Um, which increasingly starts to seem like is a load a of lie. BS. Yep. Um, but yeah, he's not the greatest person, but because I love Ryan Reynolds so, so much. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> what were you, you doing? You love Ryan Reynolds so, so much. I love Ryan Reynolds so, so much that I, I, like, I actually could not like him. And you noticed that. You were like, see, don't, what do you feel about Ryan Reynolds right now? I'm, <laughs> I'm just listening to you. Are you? Yes. Um, and I'm like, I, <laughs> stop. Sorry. Um, I was just listening. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> stop. <laughs> That's the problem. Nothing. Um, like, I couldn't hate him, even though he was doing, like, awful things. Not He's not, like, evil. Um, but he was just doing mean, hurtful, rude things, and I just couldn't hate him just because of how much I love Ryan Reynolds and always have. It, it was just, it's just neat, interesting to me from from a kid's perspective um, how much things I've seen him in in the past that he's, like, never any of this. But then, like, when he has this, like, serious, mean role, I just can't hate him. It's just... Yeah, I think there's an interesting thing about the reason they cast Ryan Reynolds in the first place. And that reason is that he only had played in kind of um, college frat boy comedies. You know what I mean? Like Van Wilder. So by casting him, it kind of disarms you. I think possibly also a little bit of marketing. I hope a lot of Greg Matola realizing that He's a really good actor. He's amazing. I love him. Okay. You just don't have any credibility anymore. You're gushing fanboyism. But in this role, this is a really subdued role. He doesn't get to be super quick and sarcastic. You know what I mean? Like he is in Deadpool and, you know, his kind of go-to Ryan Reynolds-isms. Like, yeah, like he's a really sweet, wholesome, charming kind of guy. I wouldn't say Deadpool is like charming. really sweet and wholesome. Yeah, but Free Guy is. Okay, that's the only one. Oh, the only one. Anyway, I'm just saying that he didn't really get to do that. This is a subdued role. But it disarms you because when you see him, you expect, oh, it's this nice, fun Canadian guy. He's not going to be doing no no harm to nobodies. Yeah. Um, but he really is. I mean, he's he's using and I would say abusing uh, really young, recently graduate. Like he's, so he's not evil in the sense that he's not like, having relations with, like, girls that are in high school. You know what I mean? He's not a rapist or a molester. But he's just, like, waits until they turn 18. He's on the verge of being very awful, but he's still a human. Yeah, I mean, he's a pretty terrible person. Yeah, he's not a great guy. But he's also, also like, a tragic figure. You know what I mean? His life didn't go anywhere. He's still working in Adventureland. As a handyman, you know what yeah. I mean. He's not on the he's not on the rides team or the or the games crew. He can't even get that far. But yeah. I think I think of being a handyman's way better than being on the the games crew. Oh, fine. He worked his way up to handyman's. He makes more money than the games crew. Dad. Maybe he takes all of his ladies to his mom's basement. That's unfortunate for him. <laughs> exactly, and he's cheating on his wife the entire time. Yeah. And probably lying to and her. And lying to himself. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, so yeah, that was an interesting bit of casting. We already mentioned Martin Starr. Uh, he plays Joel. He's he's really really great as you know maybe the smartest person there, and also the person who's kind of more tapped into what life is really all about. Yeah. Oh, uh, he's a he's a he's a. That was some great writing on that character. Yeah. Like everything about him was excellent. Like just the and he he as an actor is really good. Just all of his um. Like mannerisms and emotions as the character felt really, yeah. Like, like very felt very real. Yeah, no, he's he's really great, and we need to go back and you need to watch. Uh, maybe we could do an entire podcast about uh, <laughs> about freaks and geeks because you really. Sh- I think when I tried to wa- have you watch it before, you were like eight, and now this is like it's about Peak time. It's literally about these kids going into high school. Yeah, you know what I mean. Which is what you're doing. That's me. Literally going into high school. Yeah, going into high school. Well, I'm in like my, I'm like in the first semester, almost over. <laughs> but sure, I'm just acing it. Oh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, uh, but yeah, so he's he's Martin Starr is like, uh, has been has been able to kind of nail this part for a while, so that wasn't really surprising. And as uh, Solomon kind of crudely alluded to. Yes, I had a mild crush on Kristen Stewart after seeing this movie. After seeing this movie in my early 20s. Had a mild crush. We both know that you watched that underwater monster movie and you had the same crush. That is not true. I just like underwater monster movies. That could could have been anybody. Yeah, I know you like underwater monster movies, but not every person likes the underwater monster movie with Kristen Stewart. When she's basically bald. This doesn't bother me. I'm just, I'm just, what can you say? I'm, I'm hair blind. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter to me if your hair is short or long. Wait, Dad, don't lie. We all know who you are. Oh, I just feel like you're exaggerating this. Anyway, so I had a mild crush on Kristen Stop Stewart. Stop saying you had and saying mild. <laughs> so funny. They're both incorrect. Why are you trying to make it sound like I'm like some kind of weird obsessive about this? I'm not saying you're a weird obsessive. I think you're. Uh, I feel like you just need to just say to everyone that you have a crush on Kristen Stewart, and it's not. No, I don't. Don't lie. Don't anyway. Li- so I had a mild crush on Christian Stewart whenever I saw Adventureland in my early 20s. Mm. And um, Jesse Eisenberg I thought was really fun, even though I think that in all of his movies, they always are able to make him a lot more cool than I think a Jesse Eisenberg would be in real life. Well, I say that. I mean, Jesse Eisenberg is who he is I'm in real sure life, he's so. very, very cool in real life. <laughs> yeah. I'm I just sure mean, he's rich. I'm just saying that somebody like, well, that's true. He always does play kind of like a, you know, wealthy scholar. Except for in this. Well, he starts off wealthy, and then he ends unwealthy. That's true. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, what do you think about the two leads, Jesse Eisenberg and Kristen Stewart? Did you? What did you think about their characters as far as, like, transitioning, this transition between adulthood and the kind of different decisions they're both making? They they both have this innocence to them in a different way. Yeah. Um, it's actually crazy how innocent they made these co- college people look even while they're doing... Very not great things. What do you mean? Uh, what do you mean? Actually, now that I think about it, it's not that awful. I mean, it's just it's just marjo marijuana's. That's not that's le- people want that to be legal. That's fine. Okay, you're 14 years old, so you don't need to be saying I'm that's not fine. Saying I, I just go smoke marijuana. All I asked you was, "What did you mean?" I didn't say. I wasn't trying to like correct you and say you were wrong. Yeah, but I realized that I was wrong once I tr- realized that I had to explain it. And once I tried to explain it, then I realized I was wrong. Okay, what do you mean that you were wrong? Well, 
Okay, you never. I'm gonna go back to what my original thought. Case dude is like sleeping with this guy, and then like and he's it, married. Yeah, and he's married, and then he she's like kissing this other boy, and then there's just all kinds of drama, and she like yells at her parents a lot. Not a lot, but like we see her yell at her parents, so we assume that well, some bad things. Her going stepmom on. seems pretty. Her heinous. stepmom is a terrible person, but still. Can't even grow her own hair. Ugh, God. Well, uh. <laughs> I just didn't want to roast all the bald people in the in the podcast listening. Oh, the people with alopecia who can't grow hair. I I don't know, Dad. You're so disrespectful. I didn't first want to roast your, anyone. First I'm sorry. With your ageism, everyone. and now your baldism. <sighs> I'm just a terrible person. Who's Dad. a Harrist? A Harrist? Yes, you're a Harris. Neil Patrick Harris. Harris Tick. Uh, <laughs> that wasn't very good. Didn't even laugh. It was better than Neil Patrick Harris. <laughs> that wasn't. That was barely a joke. I didn't realize his name wasn't Harris. Oh my gosh! Anyway, finish your thought. <laughs> that was my thought. Like, and they just—they all seem good, but they also all seem really selfish. Yeah, they all seem to have something. Dark, like a dark side about them. I don't know. I don't know why I'm all of a sudden like just getting this vibe, but they all seem to have their own issues and problems, even personal <laughs> problems. Not like, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean, <laughs> but I'm, I'm struggling. To, like, so the dark side part, I think, is it's a coming of age story, right? So you're still going to allow these, these characters to be, um, selfish yeah right? because you're kind of allowed to be a certain level of selfish when you're young because you don't know any better and self-protection is kind of built into the game mm-hmm. but um i just thought it was kind of interesting because jesse eisenberg's character is um uh you know quote unquote morally pure based on a very specific standard of innocence right he's a virgin you know what i mean like it doesn't seem like he's had more than a beer or two in his entire life even despite the fact that he's graduating from college. Um, whereas Kristen Stewart is, you know, a bit more worldly. It definitely seems like she's um, used uh, sexuality. Her sexuality is maybe, you know, a little bit of a defense mechanism as a way to attract, you know, what she perceives as love or attention. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, they both seem equally as uh, innocent as far as their characters are both still pretty much the same age and don't really know what they're doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're just fumbling around the best way that they can. Um, and Kristen Stewart's character, I think, you know, M, she's really being uh, abused by the men in her life who should know better. You know, her, her dad is not necessarily abusing her, but he's allowing some abuse to take place inside the household with her stepmom because he doesn't seem to have much of a spine. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he seems like he was also really lonely and looking for something. And um, then Ryan Reynolds. And then Ryan Reynolds, who was a friend and seemed like a friend and a confidant. And he always has all these perfect little sayings for why it's okay that he's cheating on his wife and how men are just hardwired this way. And, you know, it's not because we want to be and it's terrible, but that's just how we are built and we just have to do it. And you know what I mean? Yeah, the most weird and barely an excuse excuse. Right. 
but he came, he's, he's just literate sounding enough to where you can believe that people would believe it. You know yeah. what I mean? But yeah. you kind of need. Yeah. And then honestly to more where Solomon's mind was the entire movie, which was, um, his not celebrity, just actor obsession was with the character of Lisa P who he just couldn't, he just kept rewinding all the scenes with Lisa P. He had to watch her eat a snow cone like 30 times. What? It was the weirdest. What are you talking so about? And Lisa I, P? And I was like. I don't care about Lisa P. Oh, me thinks thou doth protest too much. Don't don't try and defend yourself. You just peeked out your microphone screaming that you, how much you don't like Lisa P. just doesn't seem very true to me. That. I understand. Like, I do not like Lisa P. I get if you didn't like M's character, you didn't think Kristen no, Stewart. No, I liked like M's character. You are just trying to deflect your. What are you talking? Your about? obsessive crush. Hang on. What? Why were? You, why are you turning this back on me? Why? This is. You're trying to get it on me. This is. You pretty, just waited some more time. This, I'm just giving you a chance to talk about Lisa P. Because it impacted you so much. Her name is Margarita. Her name. <laughs> <laughs> See, you're so mad that I called her by her act, by her, by her movie name. Her real name is Margarita, and that's literally the only reason I remembered it. It's because her name is Margarita, and I thought that was funny. Her name is Margarita or Marguerite? Margarita. Her name is really Margarita. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, yeah. Okay, well, um, Margarita Laviva. Uh, well, anyway, Solomon said that Margarita Laviva helped kick him the rest of the way through uh, puberty. So, rest of the way. What? <laughs> what are you talking about? That's what you said to me. Dad, you said that when you saw Kristen Stewart, you went back through puberty and lived through it again. <laughs> I did not say that. That is just, I'm just quoting you, Dad. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just quoting what you're saying. No, you're full of hot dog water. Dog water? Yeah. Wow. Anyway, I think we've, uh, look, I, if we haven't convinced you to watch uh, this movie, then we're not going to get there. And honestly, that wasn't really the point of this. I just wanted to have a discussion about Adventureland. It's, it's, it's a, and how it affected us. That's a really nice, it's a really, I just think it's a really lovely coming of age story. It's a very specific tone that I love. Yeah. Um, and I actually like feeling melancholy. Like, it can get a little bit too much, right? Then you can veer off into depression. Yeah, which we don't want. We don't like it yeah, in our house. But there's but there there's something nice about sitting underneath a a tree and a little bit of drizzly rain in the fall and, you know, writing a, a short story, you know what I mean? Where you kind of feel exhilarated, but a little bit sad, but with the, you know, you know, you, have like you know, melancholy, the, the, the definition of, of melancholy. Yeah. It's like you're, it's like a sad, like a comfortable sadness. Right. And I feel like Adventureland is that for me. Is, yeah. It's a controlled, sad, melancholic movie. Melancholic. I like that word. I don't even know if it's a real word. Well, that's fine. Anyway, I'm not going to give a score to um, to Adventureland. It's been out for a while, but um, I really love it, and I would be an impartial observer. Um, Solomon, having seen it for the first time, welcome to see what you would rate the movie if you want to. I don't know. I don't, how, I don't how, do many, how many Lisa P's would you give it? How many Kristen Stewart's would you give it, Dad? You only need one. Wow. Come on. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, I want to know the. I don't know. I don't know how my rating system works anymore. Your rating system. My rating. I give it a nine. Nine, really? Yeah. A nine. It's a great movie. It is a great movie. I was just surprised. It was really is fun. Is it because of Lisa P? No, it's because of it's because of it's because of Ryan Reynolds' dad. Really? No. 
It's because the there's all around great performances, yeah. and it was a very entertaining movie that okay. made me feel. And that's all. That, that's all I need. Solomon said he was going to go as Lisa P. Snowcone oh for Halloween God. next year. <laughs> what? <laughs> that's the weirdest thing ever. You're peeking your mic out. I told you. You gotta I'm keep so- your voice that way. You're gonna actually be talking. I'm sorry, Dad. And you're all like, "Hello." This is how I talk the entire. Why are you talking? Long. Why are you talking about this before we end the podcast? We're not ending the podcast. We're just ending that discussion about Adventureland. So we're just gonna keep talking. Yeah. So what's been going on with you? Nothing much. Um, yeah, me neither. Decided to go home. Probably go to bed. No, probably not. No. I'm gonna watch that new Chucky show. Mm. What about? Uh, actually, I actually have been wanting to watch that. I know you have, but what about these new things that are coming out? We should talk about them. That's what I'm trying to talk about. Yeah. Spider Man. I was I was doing what's called a transition. You did not transition very well. Um, Spider Man. Uh, Spider Man is coming out this December. Very excited about very it. Very excited. There's been some leaks which have confirmed pretty much what people have been saying for a really long time. Tobey Maguire's. Yeah, it looks like it. And. Um, Tom Holland and what's the other guy's name? Andrew Garfield. I know all the Spider Mans. I'm so happy. Yeah, he hates Mondays and loves lasagna. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, slapping at Solomon's face. <laughs> I was so disappointed. <laughs> nah, I wasn't laughing at my own terrible joke. <laughs> so bad. Oh God. Um, but yeah, it looks like uh, and the- all the villains are in it. There's like Sandman, Doc Ock. A lizard, Scorpio. You say a lizard? The lizard. Oh, I thought you just said a lizard. Yeah, oh. a random lizard, isn't it? <laughs> just a tiny little gecko crawling. I said Scorpio. That's not who I mean. Electro. Scorpio? Yeah. Uh, yes, the scariest star sign. Yeah, no, Electro. Besides so cancer. Not a star sign. Oh cancer is very scary. Oh, my. <laughs> not, not a funny joke. <laughs> Dad, you just said Andrew Garfield, the person who hates Mondays and eats lasagna. But that's not rude. What if this microphone had cancer and it's insulted now? Oh, no. The poor, I'm sorry, microphone. I had to pat it, guys. That's really rude. <laughs> it's just demeaning. Boba Fett book. Book of Boba Fett. Uh, hang on, we haven't finished talking about Spider-Man. Uh, so it's been leaked Dad. for it's been leaked for a while now that they were going to have Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire come back and play Spider-Mans from different universes after the um, events that happened after the. <laughs> Are you good? After Into the Spider-Verse, the animated film, mm-hmm. uh, became incredibly popular. The idea of a multiverse and that audiences would be able to grasp it and really like it, I think, became incredibly popular for. Sony and Marvel, as far as doing a live-action thing. So it made no sense to me why you'd be bringing in villains from some of these Spider-Man movies. Villains are, like, the villains themselves are iconic, but the movies they're from, and they're bringing the versions from these specific movies, are... So-so? Yeah, I mean, Spider-Man 3 is considered a disaster, and they're bringing back Sandman from that. Um, The Amazing Spider-Man, the entire, both movies are not very well received. I really liked the first one. I always thought Andrew Garfield did a great job, but they're bringing back Lizard from the first one, and they're bringing back Electro from the second movie, which is... Oh, everyone hated everyone that movie. That. Yeah. Which, which is really weird, because when I first saw it, I loved it. Uh, Yeah, I was not a fan of that second one. Isn't that one. when Mary Jane dies? Not Mary Jane. Tower? That's not Mary Jane. MJ? No? No, MJ is Mary Jane. Yeah. That's, that's, that's his... That's his, his 
But in, no, in Amazing Spider-Man, it's Emma Stone's character, who is... MJ. No! <laughs> who is it? No, I'm going to let you just keep guessing. Oh, it seems like you're not going to... Solomon. Aunt May. Aunt May. <laughs> Does he need to save Aunt May? You thought I was going to have to look it up, didn't you? Yes. No, I was just kidding you. It's Gwen Stacy. What? Emma Stone plays Gwen Stacy? Yes. Those are like... Why haven't I seen that? You have seen it. Well, I need to watch it again. <laughs> Why? Because <laughs> Emma Stone is Gwen Stacy. Yeah, I know. And, and I love Gwen Stacy and I love Emma Stone. Yeah, well, anyway, so we, uh, everybody's been saying that they're going to bring back the Spider-Mans, but they've been saying, no, we're not. Andrew Garfield even was like, hey, if I'm supposed to be involved in this project, no one's told me about it. Nah, kind of a quippy whatever thing. Um, but now it seems like, based on this leaked footage, that they were lying to us this whole time. I have been preaching that gospel. Can I get a amen and a hallelujah and maybe one praise the Lord? Because I've been saying that, that they are not bringing back all these villains without the Spider-Mans and they're just lying to us. And everyone's like, no, I think they're just, they're just that dumb. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, you don't even know how to be in the, in the audience. Anyway, fine. Ooh. We'll just quickly rush through. Um, Book of Boba Fett is coming out this December. The trailer didn't knock me out. Out of my socks. Did you see it? Yes, I did see it, Dad. I'm a Star Wars fan. Did you? Did it knock you out of your socks? No, it knocked me into my socks. <laughs> <laughs> it slowly put my socks on in front of a in front of the fireplace. So it was exactly. It was very. It was neat. Um, and that's all that I really needed to be a fun. Yeah, I mean, that show. I'm I'm looking forward to it. It'll be fun, but the trailer didn't do anything for me, really. You know yeah. I mean? Um, and then this is not something that I mean, it's something we're looking forward to, but it's not coming out before the end of the year. I just wanted to quickly mention it, and that is the Obi Wan Kenobi show. I got more flows in Obi Wan Kenobi. So song. apparently they're going to be introduce like showing some new footage th for this. I think tomorrow. Ooh, that's exciting. Um, and so one guy had apparently got it. He tried to leak it. They pulled it off of Twitter or whatever. Um, but one of the things that was leaked was a fight scene between um, Obi-Wan Obi -Wan Darth Maul. and Darth Maul. No. Oh, okay. No. Obi-Wan and Jar Jar Binks, who they're bringing back. What? Oh, my God. Sith Lord Jar Jar Binks is real? He's not a Sith Lord. No. Oh. Yeah, and he's not even in this movie. You're a moron for believing me. It's a fight between <laughs> Obi-Wan Kenobi and, and Darth Vader. That was really mean. <laughs> it's really ridiculous how excited you got about that for no reason. Dude, Sith Jar Jar Binks is real. It's happening. It's not happening. Anyway, Darth Vader, Darth Vader, Why focus. is Darth Vader? What? Darth Vader? Stop peeking your microphone out. Darth Vader. Uh, yes, Darth Vader. I mean, you already knew that Aiden Christensen was cast in the movie. I forgot. That's really cool and yeah. really exciting. Yeah, so um, I love to just uh, give random... Didn't he die in, like... Didn't Obi-Wan die in the fourth movie? Yes, it's before that movie. But how is... Oh, oh, wow. What is wrong with you? I guess right after... So it was like... in Okay, never mind. Yeah. In between episode three and four. Four, yes. I figured that out. Yeah. Um. So... There was a kind of, it, it, look, this is a probably all speculation, but there was supposedly Ooh. a uh, fight scene choreography that was leaked um, and it had crazy things from this fight with uh, with Darth Vader and Obi-Wan. Um, like they're, because they're, if you think about it, they're the two most powerful at this time, Force users. 
and they've had a lot more time to hone other skills. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so there was like part, these, like, these guys are like force throwing each other like 50 yards away and through walls. That's amazing. Um, I imagine that during one of these fight scenes, look, this is some rank speculation, but I'm just going to do it anyway. Some rank speculation. It's I'm like just, gossip. I'm just going to do it anyway. Oh, I'm so excited. Um, I imagine this is where we're going to need to see some of this stuff because everyone's like, oh, how, how are they going to use Hayden Christensen? Because they're obviously going to use the stunt double that they normally use to play, and they have Tommy Lee, uh, Tommy Lee Jones. James Earl Jones is going to be doing his voice. Yeah. So, like, why even cast him? Unless it's just for flashbacks. But I bet there are going to be some scenes during this fight where, you know... Old Vader's helmet starts getting, you know, breaking, bit smished apart, bit breaked, bit broke, 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 broke. Because remember that happened in uh, in Rebels. Or right. they cracked Darth Vader's helmet, and you can like see ha- part of his face. Like, oh his face. yeah, 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 yeah. They yeah. did do that. Yeah. So anyway, really excited about that. But we you know Book of Boba Fett to tide us over. Um, one last bit of sad news, Star Wars wise, is Patty Jenkins' Rogue Squadron movie has been delayed indefinitely. Indefinitely? Yep. Jeez. Sheesh. Yeah, COVID. It looks like had uh, pushed everything back far enough that now she's tied up between Wonder Woman three and a Cleopatra movie that she's making with Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot or Gal Gadot? Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot. It's Gal Gadot. We just pronounce it Gal Gadot so we sound cooler, but we're wrong. We sound very bourgeois. So middle class? Yes. Um, we sound so mid class when we say But yeah, so Disney removed it from the schedule um, indefinitely. So to me, it seems like it's unlikely for us to see that movie getting going forward anytime soon. Pippa. Um. So anyway, I think that's uh, time. Hope you enjoyed the show and definitely join us next time for another episode of the Kids Days in the Podcast. Follow us on Instagram at Kid in the Pick and on RogueMediaNetwork.com. That's it for today. Any last words? Nope. Make sure you subscribe. Follow us on Kids Days in the Picture on Instagram or follow us on RogueMediaNetwork.com. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast.